Right. Welcome to this podcast. I'm Mary Abazia, and I'm joined by my partner and co-author of The Accidental Marketer, Tom Spitali, and Sean Wellham, who heads up our European operation for our consulting firm, Impact Planning Group. Um, hi, Tom. Hi, Sean. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. So, hey, this um, we call this the Accidental Marketers because um, many of you are accidental marketers or you have the pleasure of working with an accidental marketer. So we look for topics that are relevant, hopefully, to you in some way. Um, we, uh, we like to have fun with this as well. And so we have today what is called the mystery topic. And um, Tom and I have no clue what Sean is going to host, but Sean has a question for us and we're going to... Uh, See if we can address it in a couple of ways. Sean, what's what's the mystery topic of the day? Okay. Uh, today's, well, I'm going to start off by telling you the question, and I'm going to give you a little bit of background as to why I think this is an interesting question. That will give you, give you plenty of time to organize your thoughts to come up with some uh, um, insightful answers. So the, the topic is social media, and particularly as it relates to influencers. My question is going to be what attention should B2B marketers be paying to social media when it comes to their influencer strategy. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think this is interesting is because, you know, we've, we've talked about influencers for all, I mean, I don't want to age us too much, but we've talked about this before Facebook was a thing. We've talked about this before LinkedIn and before Twitter and Instagram. These are all things from the, the early 2000s. So the principle of influencers has always been there someone has an influence over the customer the person who writes the check if you like and and decisions are made somewhat collectively through this network of influence now if you if you googled influencer marketing today it's all about these 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 internet superstars in their and their millions of followers and how consumer goods are trying to get you know the right kardashian to wear their hat or something <laughs> I mean, that is what you'll find. It's hard to, to study influencer marketing without getting overwhelmed with that kind of stuff. But nevertheless, that network of influence must be expanding for B2B customers. And the reach and the connectivity has just gone through the roof. And ignoring the consumers, what does it mean for, for, for our B2B customers and, and what should they be doing about that, Tom? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think an earlier podcast I had quoted a, a statistic from Google that said um, close to 50% of B2B buyers, according to Google, are under the age of 35. And that's important for a number of reasons. It's germane to this question because clearly the millennials, as they move into buying positions, um, are doing their research and due diligence on products that they buy in a different way than their older predecessors and social media um, and just plain old content, the broader topic of content is really important. They like to do their research. They like to get educated without having to talk to salespeople. So I think it's incredibly and critically important in, in B2B. And, and I think the, the topic and the, you know, the direct question you asked, Sean, is, is, you know, how do you utilize influencers in B2B as they are such a, you know, big phenomena in, in, in B2C marketing? And I think we've seen that there are a lot of, when we draw these influence maps in any particular industry, there's a lot of, um, influential people that surround the people that are, are making decisions that those people rely on. And I think if you 
look at those influencers and and um, you know try to figure out you know who who do they listen to. Um, a lot of times it's going to be very neutral people, but I a company can can really I think take advantage of B two B company can really take advantage of finding out who those people are that that they they also trust that they think have a pipeline to their to their buyers and work hard to give those people the stage and the content that those influencers desire. And, and but it's tricky because it, it can't be to co-opt those people to overtly sell the company's product, but it's finding those influencers that you know believe and do business in the way that the, the company believes is appropriate and right, and helping those people to get the content you know that they need to be stronger influencers because ultimately that path would likely lead back to the company and the company's products. I know that was kind of convoluted, but did that make any sense? Barry, do you, do you agree with what I'm saying? Do you have anything to add or change? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, the statistics, I think, are we, we're starting to see it in every single industry that we work in. I mean, even rail and farming. So to not look at, as Sean is asking, who are the influencers that really are making an impact? When we do our influencer map, a lot of times you have to look anyway at who it is that is affecting your main buyer because sometimes you can't get to that main buyer. And social media is, I think, important in two very important ways. One is there's so much in, um, insight and learning that you can get by looking through social media to help. And on the other side of it, using social media to communicate those messages. Uh, my favorite example recently was uh, our infant formula client that once they, you know, their sales were, were not that strong. Um, and as they started to realize that, you know, social media could play a role, they started listening more. And then they ended up with a mama's club in China where they got more than a million people to sign up for, to share their stories about their new baby. So, you know, and of course, from there, their sales skyrocketed because it correlates with being able to get your information out in some way and continue to learn all the time. So, you know, that's probably my favorite example of how they use the influencer map to, to affect their business. Um, Sean, I think it's, in, it's think? It, it was interesting from, you know, I totally agree with what, what you guys are saying. And I see, a, um, I have seen at least a really slow take up on it, particularly in some of the, the, the B2B businesses. I, I give as an example, um, Twitter, one of the social media platforms, I often ask in the classroom who uses Twitter. Very, very low take up. And, and the, the general message is, you know, we, we got nothing to say. Nobody needs to know what I had for breakfast or what color socks I'm wearing or whatever the, the trivia is that gets shared on these platforms. But my point is always, if you follow the right people, maybe it's industry people, maybe it's industry associations, you'll get breaking news fast, you'll get a sense of where the, the mood in your industry is. And I think that's the first step is listening on the social networks, just to be tapped in, you know, the, the amount of people and I don't know if I've just been unlucky with 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 some of my um, questions, or maybe the, the industries I've worked in have been different. But uh, do you see the same that, that there's a, a general and I'm being very broad and, and not too specific here, there's a, a general lack of take up in the listening aspect of social media? Or do you see as being no, that was that was so last year, and now people are all over this? Do, 
what do you find in the in the you know with participants in the in our workshops what do you see I think it's changing. It's slowly changing, probably too slowly changing, but I think it's becoming undeniable the power of doing things like listening or, you know, to to what's going on in the industry and being active that way. I I think the, the misunderstanding that I see that maybe is behind the slow take up is that, um, you market or sell on social media in the same way that you do through your traditional channels. I mean, I think there, that that's m- very misunderstood. And I think when people consider it, they think that's what they got to do. And they realize that they have a negative and visceral reaction to that when somebody else markets to them, say on social media or through social media in a way that's overtly commercial. And so they say, I, you know, they, they're not taking it up because they, they don't want to be associated with that. But, hmm. but what we've been trying to explain t- to people is that um, just even beyond listening, publishing on social media, it's not about selling. It's really about credentializing yourself as, um, you know, understanding the business. So you write in a neutral but informative and educational way. And in many, many industries, including our own, people, you know, the consulting business, people tend to buy from people that they think think the way they do or are, 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 are thoughtful and smart. And so as people are now starting to realize that the idea of, around publishing in social media channels is about educating um, and, and, and uh, about maybe even, you know, credentializing oneself, not about overtly selling. I see people maybe gravitating a little bit more, see certain companies that you never thought would do it, hiring social media managers um, and content developers, or at least having their agency do it. That's, that's kind of what I'm seeing over maybe just the last six months. Mary, you say see the same? Yeah, you know, I think, um, Sean, your question's a good one, but I think with um, listening, I don't think it's 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 a fad, but I think that the technology is allowing it to become much more useful. So the old ways of listening, I think, are very quickly changing. And even as we were on one of our other podcasts where we talked about AI, AI is going to allow it to be just naturally occurring all the time and being able to utilize that that listening better. And then as you said, Tom, on the other end of it, being able to credentialize and and be you know thought uh, thought leaders or just make sure that that in some way you're part of that discussion in a relevant but non salesy way. Um, what I think is interesting about this topic, Sean, that you picked is that Tom, you've lived this for a long time. Isn't this kind of go back to the roots of one to one and now one to one with social media is is actually even more prevalent? Is that true? Well, I think yeah. The one of the tenets of uh, you're referring to my days at um, Peppers and Rogers Group, uh, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be associated with the uh, one-to-one revolution back in the late 1990s, where um, we were first kind of starting to get the um, get a handle on what technology was going to enable us to do and be able to have individual conversations with individual people. But I think what one of the things we realized back back then is sort of what I alluded to earlier. And that is um, the the days of, you know, one-way messaging, you know, uh, traditional uh, types of advertising 
uh, were becoming less and less effective. It was becoming more important to have dialogue with individual customers, interact, um, listen. And as part of that whole thing, there was, you know, establishment of more, establishment of more of a trusting um, individual relationship with, with your customers, which naturally takes you away from overt selling and, 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 and more to just helping somebody out, educate somebody about how to become a better buyer in your product category. If you educate somebody about how to be a better buyer of your product category, it forces you, if you weren't already, to be that good. In other words, once you've educated them and they know how to buy your type of product or service, that should naturally lead them to you. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of what we, you know, we were we were talking about now, and it's coming to fruition. Yeah, sure. and I think that's the key: is when when people start to talk on social media, start to share things. And you're right; it's all about the education. It's 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 owning a um, a position. It's raising awareness. It's all the softer mm-hmm. stuff rather than that selling on social media, which I think turns a lot of people off. Trying to get new clients from it, mm-hmm. you're really trying to add to the the overall environment by having your voice out there and i also think once you get into the the uh, the, the the habit of publishing of of being present that you you have the opportunity to also leverage segmentation which we talked about in a previous podcast because one of the the the, the beauties of it as i see it and, and i think by the way mary's right all this will be so automated and algorithm driven that 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 the, the the need to be actively listening and and looking at the 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 um the specific data as it comes in is is going to go away and it'll be much more automated but nevertheless you you put a piece out that has a very innovative slant to your core product offering the reaction and responses you get to that is like a self segmentation it's like hey we're the people that care about the innovative stuff you do something that's really about risk avoidance or or, or lowering um, risk or risk management. And then you think, oh, now we've, the people are engaging with this. And it, 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 it's just part of the armory, isn't it? And as soon as you can get that degree of control over both the, the listening, tailoring the message, and then listening back to what's coming specifically to your messages, you start to really enhance not only the, the influencers that we started off talking about, but I, I see it as a real segmentation um, enhancement as well. Do you agree? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. In fact, it really does fit nicely with being a tool. Because as, as I was listening to you and I was thinking, okay, this sounds good. Um, and that is right to be able to get to those influencers. But what does it all mean? And I think for when you said, you know, it really is leveraging segmentation, it brings it all back together again. Um, because it allows you to segment and allows you to communicate to those segments much better, much, much more different. Um, I'm curious, are there any traps that we should really watch out for as as we think about using social media? Are there traps that we should avoid? Yeah, I, I got to say, Mary, my, my number one is is quantity over quality. There seems to be an imperative to get X number of followers or X number of engagements and, and whatever metrics you use are heavily driven numerically. Um properly targeted to your audience if you know your audience and your customer base pretty well it's more important to get depth of of penetration in terms of the message than 
a superficially large number. And I, th- I think maybe that's that's just social media. It, it seems to be driven by you know my follower counts bigger than your follower count sort of mentality. Um, quantity is is not the game here. It's about the quality of the engagement. I think that would be my. So can I tell my kids that when they laugh at how many followers I have? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tell them it's all about the quality. They need to understand it's all about the quality. Good, Tom? My watch out would be to not be overtly commercial, especially if you're um, you're publishing. Yeah, if you're publishing uh, content out there, I think you have to be profoundly neutral. I mean, you're allowed to have an opinion. But I think um, you know it's an it's it turns people off if you start selling your product versus using the medium to as we said earlier educate people about your product category. If your product's good and it it it, it and it and it uh, you know is consistent with what you're saying, it, you know, good looks like people will gravitate towards you. Mm, That's good. That's good. Sean, what a great topic. Um, Thank you for our mystery topic around social media and the influencers. Um, We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and it's uh, given you at least one or two ideas on what you might do or what you might not do in the future uh, with your business. And uh, if there are any other topics that you would love to have us address, please let us know. Otherwise, um, thank you very much for joining us.